Are we facing the pandemic of the unvaccinated, like Joe Biden says? And are there good ways to prevent and treat COVID? You're listening to your radio activists on a bonus episode with our whistleblower. So stay tuned. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. Well, this is the fourth episode, an extended episode of our time with the whistleblower who previously sat on the COVID-19 task force. She has a BS in molecular biology, MS in nanoscience and microsystems, and she's a virologist, and we've had her on the program several times before. And we're asking all the questions that people are asking all across America about what's going on with COVID-19, the mandates, the vaccines, the boosters, prevention and all that. But we want to focus in on a couple of things for this bonus episode. Uh, the first thing I want to do is, is ask you, uh, recently, Fauci, our good friend Fauci, was on one of these Sunday programs. I, I don't know how the guy does anything other than television, frankly. I don't know how he reads any of the information coming out on COVID. Probably doesn't. But he said that it's very possible that Americans won't be, uh, well, at least he's going to recommend that Americans don't spend Christmas together uh, because we're going to see uh, the continuation of this pandemic. What are the odds that we're going to continue to go down this road of, of this uh, pandemic continuing to dog the American people? Well, looking at the data coming out of Israel, who's having another peak despite their high vaccination rates, it's looking like we're going to go down this another road of pandemic. And what we need to do is we need to take back our freedom. We need to stop cowering in fear. We need to stand mm -hmm. up. We need to prime our immune systems, take vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and know that there's early treatment options should we get sick with COVID. Do not bend to this tyranny anymore because they're going to keep taking. That's exactly right. I agree with you there. You know, we don't live in fear as Christians. We live in the fear of God, but we don't live in the fear of men. And we shouldn't live in the fear of death because we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, has promised us eternal life with him, and we need to live our lives. And I've always felt that this is um, this idea that we hunker down and try to just survive uh, in, in fear and cowering back by hoping and praying that, uh, we, you know, we come up with some kind of man-made solution to this is a, is a, is a fool's errand. Uh, not saying we shouldn't try to obviously come up with ways of confronting COVID, but we should not be um, isolating ourselves from the world. In fact, we should be out reaching people for Christ even more now. I don't know why, like I say, I don't know why people are listening to Anthony Fauci anymore. Uh, you know, I want you to speculate on this. There's been information recently coming out, and, and Rand Paul was quizzing Anthony Fauci in one of these hearings on Capitol Hill about gain-of-function research. Would you explain what that is? So basically what they're discussing regarding gain-of-function research is taking a zoonotic pathogen or an animal virus specifically 
and engineering it so that it's able to infect humans. So giving it the ability to attach to a human type of receptor and enter a human cell. And there's evidence, at least, that uh, the United States government, through the National Institutes of Health, was funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan. I don't know if it's ironclad information, but it's certainly enough that this man should not be giving advice to the American people or our, our government, uh, because his hands are involved in all of this to begin with. Uh, if there is gain-of-function on the and, and COVID is a result of that, is that, in a sense, make it kind of a, a more difficult virus to fight, if that's true? Not necessarily. Um, there were some discussions about the mutations that the virus is undergoing, and it appears that if it was, in fact, an engineered virus, that it does seem to be going back to what would have been its natural form. That's also not ironclad yet. That's just speculation because we don't know for sure that it was an engineered virus or that it wasn't. Um, that's just some some physicians I know have been watching it, and that's that's their take on the whole thing. Gotcha. Um, regarding so, us funding it, there is some evidence that we were funding the Wuhan lab. What they were actually doing under there still remains to be disclosed to the public. So, folks, if you have a question or comment for the whistleblower, go ahead and fill that out in the comments uh, section on my Facebook page. And you can share this program with your friends if you find merit in it. You can like the program as well. But we want to know what your thoughts are. If you have any questions for the whistleblower, we'll try to answer those today. Also, if you're listening by podcast, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. That helps us get this information out in front of more people. A lot of people wonder why an anti-abortion activist is getting involved in a an issue like the vaccinations and COVID. Well, the two reasons. First of all, all the vaccines were derived, at least in part, at some level, using aborted fetal cells. So there's also there's a very strong moral component here that we need to be dealing with as Christians. And the other thing is that we're seeing this uh, coercion, bullying, uh, the stripping of First Amendment rights from Americans, the right of conscience all across America, especially with these mandates. And uh, we need to be fighting back. You know, if you just think about the pro-life issue, we need the public square. Without the First Amendment, how do we get our message out? So that's why I've taken interest in this. I'm mostly concerned about our freedoms. Obviously, I'm concerned about people dying from COVID. And also, I'm concerned about the vaccines. So let's uh, let's go on here. We want to talk specifically about prevention and treatment. This is something that the media isn't even talking about. It's all about getting vaxxed. It's all about getting the booster, right? They don't. They talk very little about what we can do to prevent it. Uh, why aren't they launching like a, a full scale effort to have people lose weight, for an example? Maybe that's a good one. Or good health, good heart health. You know. Uh, you know, taking care of your body so that if you do get sick, you can survive COVID. Uh, it just seems like we 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 rush to the vaccination, so so to speak, the the injections without dealing with what people can do to actually avoid getting COVID in the first place, and if they do, how they can survive it. Why do you think that is? That's right. Well, there was obviously an agenda to introduce this vaccination campaign from the very beginning. I mean, when we first heard about COVID, it wasn't very much longer after we heard that COVID existed that we were told about all these groups that were working on a vaccine and we're supposed to shelter in place 
mm-hmm. wait for the vaccine to come out and save us. Right. And they close all the small stores. They didn't close McDonald's. They didn't lower the speed limit or do anything that would have appreciable effect on our overall health and well-being. Instead, it was more focused on waiting for this vaccine to become available and put it in everybody's arm. Right. So let's talk about some of the therapeutics. I've had COVID. I survived COVID in part because the uh, therapeutics were available uh, for me. And I want Mm -hmm. people because, you know, people are getting COVID. I have friends that are getting it. Uh, Let's talk about the therapeutics. What is available to Americans right now? And what should they be stocking up on if they were to, say, get COVID? God forbid. Okay, very important. What you can do right now, even before you get COVID, is get your vitamin D levels up. If you don't get enough sun, take plenty of vitamin D. If you have an internal medicine physician that you see, you can have them test your vitamin D levels and see where you're at. If not, I'd supplement with vitamin D. If you do Mm -hmm. become COVID positive, you can take 200,000 international units right away just to load yourself up. It's really not that much. It's only a few milligrams. And And where do you get it? You can get it at a health food store or really anywhere. Just take an orally. I mean, it's just a Mm -hmm. supplement. Just take vitamin D. It's good practice. It really helps your immune system. Another one, vitamin C. You can also take that. Zinc, 50 milligrams of zinc. If you don't take a probiotic, probiotics are actually really important. They're actually a part of your immune system. Okay. So having good levels of um, the symbiotic bacteria in your gut specifically is, is really also very beneficial to avoiding what cytokine storm and these, these severe reactions to COVID. If you do become infected with COVID, seek early treatment if you're at risk, if you're older, if you're obese, if you have heart problems, if you have diabetes, you can seek early treatment with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. You can take quercetin. Quercetin is available at health food stores. There are actually- What is quercetin? What is it? Quercetin is just a supplement. It's an antioxidant, but it's also seems like in some of the clinical trials that it's effective in reducing the severity of COVID. Okay. So vitamin D, zinc, what other vitamins? Vitamin C. C. Mm-hmm. And quercetin. And so let's talk about ivermectin. First of all, I know there's been a lot of controversy regarding ivermectin. I believe that, you know, I took it after about two days of having COVID and it helped. There's no question it helped. Mm -hmm. I was able to get that online through America's Frontline Doctors. So I recommend it to everyone to have. Uh, You can also get it through myfreedoctor.com. There's other places you can get it as well. Uh, and, and so I think people should have it available. Of course, the media and the so-called experts were downplaying, actually making fun of it, saying right. that people were uh, taking a horse drug, uh, you know, and, and so they tried to make it seem like you were crazy. One mm-hmm. of these nut jobs, you know, you're a conspiracy freak if you stock up or have ivermectin or you take it. Explain what ivermectin is and why it is that it's not being made av- uh, 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 widely available through our pharmacy. So ivermectin was developed as a human antiparasitic drug. It's actually derived from a natural source. Um, it's tr- used to treat river blindness and scabies and things like that. However, drugs mm-hmm. that interact with proteins can have multiple uses. They don't just have one use necessarily. If a drug interacts with a certain protein, which is how drugs work, it's also likely to interact with other proteins. Um, 
So it does seem to have some effect against COVID-19 in possibly the way it enters the cell. Um, there are several actually, there are several clinical trials on ivermectin that have had really good results with over 80% 80, 80 efficacy in keeping people out of the hospital and reduction in death. I know a physician personally who's treated with it and she hasn't lost any patients. She's treated thousands of patients with ivermectin hydroxychloroquine early drug treatment. It's really important to get these early on, as early as possible, especially if you're high risk. What about taking ivermectin as a preventative? Like there once a week are or some, There are some clinical trials looking at um, ivermectin as a prophylactic for prophylactic protocols. Um, they do seem to be having some success so far. They're not concluded yet, so mm -hmm. it's, it's not really certain. If you are in one of those high-risk groups, though, it, it doesn't hurt to try. Talk to a doctor, myfreedoctor.com one of these physicians that can follow you and ensure that you're doing it the right way. Let's talk about one more controversial drug and that's hydroxychloroquine. If we were, you know, go back about a year ago, I recall that uh, President Trump, you know, first of all, when it was brought out that hydroxychloroquine might be a help to treating COVID, everybody was like, oh, what a great idea. And then when, <laughs> when Donald Trump began to take it, then it was like, oh no, you can't. This stuff right. doesn't help, you know, and so forth. We know it was entirely political, but let's mm -hmm. talk about hydroxychloroquine. What is it um, and uh, how can it help as a therapy? So hydroxychloroquine is used for certain types of autoimmune diseases. It's, it's anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. um, it has been used successfully in treating COVID-19. It's also been used for prophylaxis. I'm not sure how effective it is for prophylaxis. For pregnant women with COVID-19, it is an effective, it does appear to be an effective treatment. They don't need to take the experimental shots or get injected with mRNA while their babies are developing. Um, they can be successfully treated with hydroxychloroquine. It is safe during pregnancy. And folks, you can pick all these up at uh, America's Frontline Doctors, which is AFDS.com or MyFreeDoctor.com. Uh, you should be able to pick up these drugs. I, I suggest you do that and have these on hand. If and when you first get, you know, any of the symptoms that you would attribute to uh, COVID-19, begin to take it right away. Right away, it might knock it down and keep you from having a severe case Again, we're talking to, to the whistleblower. This is our fourth installment of bonus episode today that is live. We're going to have another program that's going to be coming out early, uh, later this week that you can pick up uh, and follow as well. If you have any questions, just leave them in the comments section and we'll bring them to the whistleblower's attention. Uh, she's a virologist. She also has a Ph.D. in engineering uh, with a focus on nanoscience. So she knows what she's talking about here when it comes to COVID-19 and the vaccines. Let me ask you this. Uh, we're talking about the pandemic. Uh, Pre President Biden has said that this is a pandemic. It is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that it's those like myself, apparently, that have not taken the vaccine. They're the ones that are putting everybody at risk. They're in, he's beginning to pit Americans against each other based on their vaccination status. I think this is highly divisive and troubling to me. But is this the current outbreak, let's say, uh, of the Delta virus, the, the variants, is it a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated? 
Is is Biden and the rest of them, are they right about it? So first of all, if this truly was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, then what do we need booster shots for? I want everybody to just consider that for a minute yeah. before we move on. Um, yeah. Additionally. And just uh, so you pre- know, the booster is just another dose of the vaccine. Of the, Correct. Uh, it's not okay. a new version for the Delta variant. Not a variant. new version dealing with the changed. Delta variant or anything else, right? Right. It's exactly the same as we've been getting for the past eight months. So a new preprint came out recently, and what it showed in this research article was that there was no significant difference in the viral loads, that's the amount of virus in the patient, between vaccinated and unvaccinated, asymptomatic and symptomatic people who are infected with the Delta variant. Okay, so say that again, because... If you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. And if you do, there's no difference between the viral load. That's how much virus you have in your body between you and someone who's unvaccinated that gets the gets the uh, the 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 infection. Right. That's right. So viral load is a measure of transmissibility. Now, Mm -hmm. remember, we don't know what a transmissible viral load is. But if there is no difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated viral loads, that means transmissibility is going to be exactly the same between vaccinated and unvaccinated people, at least with the Delta variant. And that's in this one. So that's that's what I don't understand, because they're saying for many events now, including some of the ones I've been wanting to attend, you have to have a vaccine proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test, mm-hmm. you're telling me that the vaccine, the vaccinated can get COVID and they have the same viral load as someone who is unvaccinated, yet they don't take into account any of those unvaccinated Americans who have had COVID and had the immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, what are they saying, around 80 million, maybe 80 to 100 million Americans are unvaccinated, but they never talk about how many of them have had COVID and have natural immunity, right? That's right. Why don't they bring that number up? Because this isn't about science anymore. Explain that. I mean, they talk about science. They say we're following the science. Anyone that disagrees with them is anti-science. They're like a Neanderthal, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we not following? uh, Why are we not following the science? I guess I would ask you that. Well, we're absolutely not following the science if if you will recall how vaccines were developed. Vaccines were developed against smallpox because it was found that if someone had had smallpox once, they wouldn't get it again. It's based mm-hmm. on the idea that if you've been exposed and infected, then you're protected. That's the whole premise right. for vaccination. If, mm-hmm. in fact, a natural infection will not induce immunity, why would a vaccine? Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, So Pfizer is currently at least saying that they're coming out with a new pill, a drug that is uh, going to be made available to treat COVID-19. They're the same ones that came out with a vaccine. Do you know anything about that new drug and what it does? So I've seen a couple of new drugs. Um, I've seen a pill, I believe, from Pfizer and an injectable. Mm-hmm. The one I looked at from Pfizer, what it looks like is its structure is very similar to the old anti 
HIV protease inhibitors. They're called protease inhibitor drugs. This one, the backbone of it was patented back in 1992 to treat HIV. So um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if they introduce a repurposed drug or an older drug like hydroxychloroquine, like ivermectin or like this old HIV drug, they can't make any money off it because the patent's expired. So by reworking the structure a little bit to make it patentable, they can call it a new drug. Um, They can claim the rights to it. Right. And and make a lot more money off of it. So whether or not it's going to work for COVID remains to be seen. Um, Drugs like protease inhibitors do have side effects. So I guess, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. But basically they stole a structure from an old HIV drug that came out in 1992. Well, I hope it actually helps. Um, I don't trust Pfizer. I don't trust any of the vaccine companies, to be honest with you at this point, since they don't have any, you know, they've been free of any liability. Folks, uh, mm-hmm. I want to make clear soon we're going to be talking about uh, what the pro-life movement is going to be doing in a post-Roe America. And I know this is off topic a little bit, but we have this current case before the United States Supreme Court that'll be heard on December 1st, Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization that could at least have the potential of overturning Roe. The other side, the abortion advocates, know what they're going to be doing. They've already written a handbook on the post-Roe America we need to be thinking about what we're going to be doing, and I'm going to be talking about it on the program here. So keep your eyes and ears on the Mark Harrington Show in the future. You can find out more by going to MarkHarringtonShow.com. We're also on all the popular podcasting platforms. If you would, leave a five-star review on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and Google Play, and you can get the program on all the popular podcasting platforms. So uh, I'd like to finish the program talking about some of these mandates. Uh, We are now seeing healthcare providers quitting. We are seeing school teachers, those involved in in school, whether bus drivers and what have you, quitting because they don't want to be uh, take the vaccine. They're being mandated to take the vaccine. They're going to be fired or they're going to quit. Uh, Obviously, this is troubling. For me and others, I have a friend in the military who's looking at, uh, you know, having to quit or be discharged from the military because he won't take the vaccination. Uh, you know, he's, he's possibly going to lose pension, all this other stuff. This is happening across the board. Uh, we are weakening our healthcare system. We are weakening our ability to fight wars by, you know, up to maybe 20,000 soldiers being, ta- you know, losing or leaving the military. What is behind these mandates? If this thing isn't working, which is the whole point that we're making, that the man, the, the vaccines are failing, and they're actually killing people, and there's been all kinds of adverse reactions. Why are they mandating it? That's a good question, Mark. There I really mean, is. I, everybody wants to know the answer. I'm not sure you have one, but I'd like to hear your speculation on it. Well, it's it's highly, highly suspicious. It's highly suspicious that the CDC and the FDA overrode their own advisory committee and mm-hmm. still pushed for the boosters. This is malfeasance on the highest level. Something is very, very wrong. These regulatory agencies and the people who are supposed to protect the American people are, are obviously highly politicized. And it's not about public health anymore. It hasn't been for, for a very long time. 
which leads you to places you don't want to go. Uh, for me, anyway, in my mind, you know, I try not to get off track too far. But it seems to me that there's something else going on here. This is a, for me, I mean, it looks like a Trojan horse. It looks like a way of purging certain people, type of person, from, you know, have, being able to hold a job or being in the military. If you hold that the vaccines don't work, they're actually counterproductive. Uh, and, and you don't want to take it, and you're not going to be forced to, and you're willing to lose your job, I think that's why, uh, partly. I mean, I think that they're trying to purge people from uh, having these types of positions, especially in the military. Uh, th that's what I think is going on. This is a way for them to move their agenda forward, a Marxist agenda. Uh, what better way than to force people to lose their jobs, be on, in the military, can't be in the military anymore, and that kind of thing. I hope that's not the case. I hope we solve this COVID thing and move on, but it sure looks pretty suspicious to me. We've got about a minute left, if you would. I want to ask one last question. I don't know if you can get there, but, you know, I had COVID. I got the antibody test just to be certain I had it, and I did have it, so I have the antibodies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love to present that to people when they say, well, you need to be vaccinated or have a negative COVID test. Well, what about this? You know, I've had, I'm immune. I'm, in fact, I'm probably the safest person that could actually come into your facility. Mm -hmm. uh, what about that? Um, what, what, what do you say about the people that have had it, like myself? What do we do going forward? The people that have had it, like, like yourself or others, you're, you're far more protected. The studies coming out of Israel continue to verify that, that people that have recovered from COVID are far less likely to become reinfected than people who are vaccinated. Your reinfection rate is close to 1%. Well, and so you got to push back, right? I mean, I got to keep pushing back. I praise God mm -hmm. that there are people that are willing to lose their jobs over this. And more yep. and more people need to stand up and say, no, we're not taking this. It's still experimental, right? I mean, the, 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 the vaccination that's being injected into Americans' arms is not approved by the FDA. Isn't that true? That's true. There is no Even FDA. Even though they say it person. is. Explain that. They say it's not. So the one that they approved is not available in the United States yet, as far as I can tell. It's a separate legal entity. And I'm not sure if they did that for legal protection or for some other reason. They claim it's because the doses aren't available yet. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be more to it. If they made $25 billion last year, why can't they come up with the doses? That doesn't make any sense. So therefore, because there's no FDA approved version, all these mandates are illegal. And if we don't stand up and take our rights back, they're just going to keep taking from us. If half of the people who are mandated had just refused, that would have stopped it right there. This campaign would be over. Well, our healthcare system is being undermined. It's being weakened because the same healthcare workers that were heroes a year ago right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who we held up and said that they were heroes and they were and still are, are the ones that they're showing the door to. I mean, right. so much for what you've done for me lately, right? Mm -hmm, uh, exactly. The same with the military being weakened. I, don't, I have to believe that the Chinese are looking at the U.S. military now and wondering when they, vac when they mandate these vaccines and they lose 20,000 soldiers, you know, it makes sense to me that they'd be moving on Taiwan and all this other thing. It weakens the U.S. military by requiring the vaccine. They say it's because they want military readiness. But the truth of the matter is they're going to weaken the military by losing some of their best soldiers who won't take the vaccination. 
So how's COVID that help readiness? The military. COVID has not weakened the military. Very, very few service members have died. They're the fittest, healthiest, youngest members of our society. This was a non-issue for the military. But it's it is now. And there's be, I have, a, like I say, I have a friend that's being faced with this right now, this whole mandate and whether he's going to lose his job. He was, he's been in the military for a very long time. And he's looking at a pension here. He's looking at, um, you know, being able to be able to pay for his children's college. These kinds of things are all on the line. Americans are facing these decisions every single day in America right now because they're being mandated. These vaccines are being mandated on healthcare workers and others. You're listening to your radioactivist here on the Mark Harrington Show. Uh, if you want to uh, leave a comment or question about the, uh, the, the vaccines, about COVID-19, Anything we've talked about today, I can pass that information on to the to our whistleblower here and answer it for you uh, in the in the comments section. And be sure to like the program and share it, if you will, because I can tell you anytime you're talking about vaccines, the uh, the algorithms work against us. In fact, we all know that recently YouTube has been taking uh, actual channels down that talk about the vaccination. So we understand that they are working against trying to get this information out. So it's up to you to push it out to your friends and family and people that you care about to just get the facts. I mean, we're just asking. I'm pro-information. You know, I'm not against vaccinations. I'm pro-information. People should have the information they need to make the right decisions. Uh, so you can uh, sh you know, subscribe to our podcast by going to uh, any of the popular podcasting platforms to hear this program and share it with your friends. You've been listening to your radio activists on the Mark Harrington Show. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.